Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served this valley for decades. And you only have the ability to serve someplace for decades unless you're really, really good. And you have to have the trust, the integrity to get it done. That's Purdy Insurance. Auto, home, life, business, whatever it may be, the customer always comes first at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Our play-by-play call today, Steph Curry, late for the Warriors. Down to 28 seconds. Curry working on the day. Crossover dribble. Fades into a three. Got it! That settles it. How about that? (laughs) Let's see. Nene is guarding Curry. What were the odds Curry would hit a three? Right. Nene Nene couldn't cover him. (laughs) 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 You need eight Nene's to cover him. Uh, It's interesting because Durant had another incredible game, and Jack Ham and I were talking on the phone today, and Jack says, how does a seven foot guy like that play like a guard? That's crazy. crazy. I said that's I said that's why you and I are announcing now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. It may not have been in the transactions, but I was traded to Adam Purdy's team. To say I'm a proud member of this team would be an understatement. Adam, welcome. It's great to have you with us on the show today. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you again today. All right. Let's talk about the uh, tournament itself. First of all, the afternoon flight, the great news is the afternoon flight's been sold out. But there are... I'm sorry, guys. No, no, please. Yeah, so the afternoon, yeah, we're sold out. We're at capacity with 34 teams, um, and we actually have 16 in the morning, so we're we're pretty much sold out across the board here with 50 teams throughout the day, which which is good news for the YMCA. Yeah, it's great news for the YMCA. You know, over the years, uh, the Truman H. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament, you know, for a long time was moving around as to what charity would be involved in this. What has it been about the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA that's been a great spot to consistently send money to? Yeah, so it's one of those organizations that, that Truman, my grandfather, was heavily involved in, and we have um, some folks at our office with my Uncle Craig and Steve Engel that currently sit on the board. Um, so it was kind of a natural fit to gravitate toward the YMCA and the fact that they serve really the whole community. It's not just, um, you know, one age group or one, you know, one bracket of, of folks. They really serve the entire community. Um, you know, with our tournament, all the money that we raise, it's focused on um, underwriting or putting money or funds towards children's programs. Um, so the kids that aren't able to afford some of the programs are able to better do that and attend some of these, um, you know, some of these programs that the Y offers. But again, we just thought it was a good fit. We have a lot of people that are involved there and just seem like a good organization to get behind and, and support. Whenever I talk about Purdy Insurance on Mondays, I always talk about you know being involved in the Valley for decades. 
Tell us, uh, just remind everyone about the kind of man your grandfather was, why it was so important for him to make sure that he, he was a good steward to the community. Yeah, so he was, you know, he was just one of those guys. I know you and I have talked about this before, but he was one of those those guys that you hear a lot about that, you know, they don't really make anymore. You don't find too many guys like him anymore. But he had, right. he was very community-minded. Um, he was usually one of the first folks to get involved if there was a need within the community or one of the first um, people that somebody called if there was a need and somebody needed help. So he was always there to lend a hand, whether it was, um, you know, sleeves up and, and, you know, hands-on kind of thing, or if it was in an effort to raise some funds, if there was somebody that needed something done. Um, he was always there, and that was just part of his, you know, his contribution back to the community that was so good to him and so good to our family through the years. What is it about him that was a standard that even though you at Purdy Insurance have modernized everything over the years, but what was a standard that you still carry today that you know that came directly from him? I think something that we've kind of carried through and we um, kind of live by here is that, that personal service and having that personal touch. He, you know, it didn't matter if you were the smallest client or the largest client, he always gave you his full attention. Um, and I like to think that we replicate that today. And, and no matter the size of the client, we always give it, you know, our best look and, and our best um, effort every time. How gratified have you been by the response to this tournament over the years and especially the response you're seeing this year? Uh, it's been great, and quite honestly, it's it's overwhelming at times. I mean, there's a, a lot of work that goes into this naturally, but it's it's great to see the whole community um, come together and, and see all the sponsors that we have. I mean, we've been very fortunate over the years to have not only, you know, this year upwards of 50 teams involved, but the, a number of sponsors that have been perennial supporters of the event, um, give a lot of money towards a lot of the specialty prizes we have and are just very, very giving um, and very supportive of the cause. Uh, you probably have not had a chance to really get out that often because you're awfully busy. Uh, so uh, have you been able to at least get out once or twice so far, or is this going to be one of the uh, initial times out? So I have a few rounds under my belt. I have uh, actually a, one of my college friends is coming in to play in the morning. We had a small golf outing back in March. Um, so I got got a little bit of a warm-up, but I have not played since. Um, so next week, it just depends which guy shows up and which swing is there. Oh, that's you're going to be fine. We're going to have a great oh, time. Yeah. Oh no, we're going to have a great time. Like, yeah, I'm looking, it, it, I'm looking forward to getting to play with you this year, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping that having you and the team that'll maybe allow my teammates to lighten up on me a little bit here. They were pretty, they were pretty rough on me last year, as you saw. On Excusez-moi, they will not. They, you will be thoroughly protected here. You know how you you are in the job of protecting people, right? I I am there to protect you. All right. All right, that that's how teammates <laughs> operate, Adam. You know, we I don't like sit it. there and root for missed shots so somebody can use a specialty golf club. <laughs> they, they hung me out to dry when I missed. A, I made a decision on a putt last year, and I don't. I still still hear it to this day. Well, guess what? That's not going to happen because what? You say you make <laughs> the same decision. Here's one for you. How about if we make the putt? All right, so. there you go. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what yeah, I mean. I'm a hero. If we make it, I'm a hero, and we come in, we win our flight. That's exactly right. Look, we'll start with this. All we got to do is beat the former team I was on because obviously they bagged me. So <laughs> then, then after well, we bury the, those people, think, then we'll bury the, everybody uh, else. The pencils have erasers on them, so if if it's close, we can probably make sure that we come in ahead of them. 
That's, I love playing for the team that has their name on the logo. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Adam, thanks so much. I can't wait to see you at Penn's Tavern on Tuesday night when we do the show, and then we're going to have yes. an absolute blast. I mean, this is what it's about. Once we get out there, right, it's all yep. fun, and we're going to have a blast on Wednesday, and we're going to have a lot of fun Tuesday night, too. Yep, looking forward to it. Hey, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. Can't wait to play around with you. Yep, looking forward to it, Steve. Thanks. See you soon. Adam Purdy, Purdy Memorial Galtra. We're at Penn's Tavern a week from tomorrow. Next Tuesday night, we're at Penn's Tavern. Come on out, all of you. Download your Uber app and come out. It is going to be great. <laughs> I can't wait. So we can all have a good time. And then back on Wednesday, we're going to play. I, I love the Susquehanna Valley Country Club. I love that layup. I really do. Oh, it's great. Uh, it's oh, you know, uh, you get uh, first holes downhill into that valley, uh, sm- uh, small green. Then the next par four is long and a little bit slight left. Then that par three over the creek with the tree. Oh, <laughs> All right. Then, of course, we get to the bridge hole, the one that Kevin's hit twice and just missed a third time. <laughs> He's hit it twice, you know. Then last year he missed hitting it by six inches. Wow! Okay, now you're saying, why did they put a bridge where you got to hit over the bridge? No, 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 no. The bridge is to the left. The <laughs> hole is to the right. <laughs> so he, he slices the ball. He, he, unfortunately for him. He has one of those slices where once in a while he'll hit the ball straight, but because he's aimed left, the ball goes left. All right? You know, it happens once in a while. Oh, great, I hit it on the screws of all the times to do that. Well, because he slices, even with an iron, he slices it, he aims himself slightly left because he's trying to play the slice. Well, that's where the bridge is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the event is Tuesday night. Yeah, at Penn's Tavern. For the show. Yep. And then you get all liquored up, and then you go out, and you're hungover, and you play golf. But see, but, but see I don't do that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> see, I don't do that. I'm oh, not come a on. Big, I'm, not, I'm not a big drinker. I never have been. I know. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I, never, I never have been. I that never, would be my no, game, not yours. <laughs> no, no, I never have been. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to go. We're gonna have a great time. Excellent. First of all, Penn's Tavern's a great place. Oh, yes. Agreed. It's a Penn's Tavern's a great place. I can't wait to go back there. And then we'll do the show, hang out for a while, then I'll drive back here, and then I'll come back on Wednesday morning and, you know, warm up a little bit and uh, take on the suit. Uh, well, I mean, look, Craig will be there, who's an awesome guy. Chief will be there, awesome guy. Wetzel's an awesome well, guy. We know who you're setting your sights on. Don't lie. Don't pretend. Right? Don't pretend about about all these other guys. But 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 the problem is this, okay? All right. If he were their A player, yeah, but he's not. All right, so <laughs> so because Wetzel who's replacing me, probably, Greg's probably a better player than I am. Right. Well, you know, they had to I'll make up. They I, had to I, make I, up. They had to make I, up for that. I, I you know, like to tell you right now, Craig, Craig Craig's a better player than I am. Right, but they had to make up Craig's for really you know with, with you know they have they have a obvious downfall on that team, so they needed to. Oh, my God. <laughs> a 
according to well, you, anyway. I've never seen it, well, so I'm, well, I'm speaking uh, out of complete ignorance here. <laughs> First of all, I am not exaggerating. But here's the biggest problem. You want to know the biggest problem with playing golf with him is, okay, it's yeah, not the it, no, it's not the chutter, <laughs> it's not the chutter, it's not even the game or the shots that he takes. None of that, zero. You know, he'll hit some really good shots, and he'll hit some other shots where, you know, but we all hit shots that go, hey, I don't know why I bothered showing up. Thank God there are three other people. All right. It's that he analyzes every shot he takes. All right, just, just shut up. The next guy's up. <laughs> okay, but he's not, the, he's not the guy that goes, oh, I don't know what's wrong with me today. Is he oh, that he guy? Oh, that. Oh, come uh, on. He doesn't, he, well, he doesn't, do, he'll say, I, I, I was too fast. I was too slow. I was normally, too late. I normally was too that this. goes was, straight. I, 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 right, yeah, at every single, he says, I know I've got to come through the ball. Like, <sighs> just okay, have fun. Meanwhile, Here, drink a cocktail. Yeah, but meanwhile, you're teed up, and he's still yapping away like, it's time to hit now. Now, I'm not, but I'm not a person who cares if people are talking around him anyway. We're, right, right. The, I could care less. Right? That's always laugh about, you know, somebody throws a baseball at 110 miles an hour with movement on it, and some guy's expected to hear it while the fans are doing the wave. Meanwhile, in golf, the ball's not moving, but everybody's got to be quiet. Right, right, right. Shh. <laughs> Ball's not moving. My, the breath from my mouth might right. make the ball curve left. Right. Okay, ninety-six mile per hour cutter as the fans do the wave right. and a foul <laughs> straight back. Meanwhile, he says, "Here's Woods now. Right, balls on the tee and not moving." <laughs> Somebody took a picture. Oh no! <laughs> Somebody snapped a picture. Put, put oh, the no. hand up. Shh, oh, please. Quiet, please. Quiet in the gallery, please. Quiet, quiet. Right. Here it is, first and second with two <laughs> outs, and here's the pitch. There's a drive. <laughs> okay. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. I can't thank Adam Purdy enough for joining us on the show today. Adam has thrown his uh, heart and soul into uh, everything the same way his grandfather did. And because of that, uh, the tournament has been a great success that bears his uh, grandfather's name. So it's uh, we're proud to be a part of it. We've been proud to promote it. And uh, we thank them very much for allowing us to be even a small part of it to benefit the great people who do great work at the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. We'll be at Penn's Tavern next Tuesday night for the show. 
which I'm really looking forward to. Party! <laughs> That's right. Party on, man. Party. Yeah, good time. Party on, dog. That's right. And it's uh, and then we'll have the tournament on uh, Wednesday. We have a Phillies game we're carrying on Wednesday, so we won't do the show out there. That's the reason why we're doing the show at Penn's Tavern on uh, Tuesday night. We thought that worked out better anyway. What the heck? I mean, we're, that's going to be just a lot of fun. And then we'll play. And we'll play for a great cause. We're playing for a cause. That's what we're doing. We're all out there having a great time for a cause. So whether it's missing putts, making putts, lining up putts, everything except chutter shots. <laughs> I mean, the chutter shots, I don't even think, to be honest with you. To be honest with you, I don't that the chutter shots are not for any cause except his. Yeah, I, I think right, the, so, the charities give those back. Actually, that's. <laughs> I think that's why they stopped. I think that's one of the reasons why they stopped uh, having us use mulligans. <laughs> the charities are like, we don't want those. Like you, you, you keep those. We're good. No, we're fine. We have enough money. No more chutter yeah, shots. Yeah, we're good. We're no, good. we're good. No, no, no. no, everything's fine. Whenever a charity starts giving money back, you know there's a problem. It's a huge problem. All right, we're going to go to the NFL draft in the next half hour. Uh, Charlie Campbell, Walter Football Beyond, will analyze the draft from his perspective. Tomorrow, Patrick Chambers is on the show and Neil Kulong. Again, I thought the Steelers, the Devin Bush deal was great. I thought the Steelers had a good draft. I thought getting Benny Snell was a good pick. A lot of people are talking that the Steelers are going to be way better than expected. I think they'll be fine. They look down in the dumps, but... I think they'll be fine. Uh, Snell is very similar to James Conner. So stylistically, there won't be much of a change. Right? But that's one thing. I was, you know, Obviously, I had a chance to see Benny in the Citrus Bowl. You know what really impressed me? You know, not only the ability to run hard, Chris, but I thought he was stronger and tougher in the fourth quarter when they needed him. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's has served this valley for decades. They've been able to, whether it's auto, home, life, business, whatever it may be. They find you the right insurance. You're completely covered. And the best price. All at Purdy Insurance. Market Street and Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And again, Sunbury Motors Studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's War. It's been too long since I've had a chance to talk to this guest, whom I have great respect for. That's Charlie Campbell of Walter Football. Charlie, how have you been? Uh, doing well, Steve. Thanks. Uh, good to talk to you again. It's good to talk with you again. Let's go with the low-hanging fruit. We'll start with the Giants. Uh, because that's obviously the great topic of conversation. Is this a question of competency of the pick in terms of the, the level of the player, or is it the placement of the pick at six? Uh, well, I'm, I guess I'm in the uh, 
minority here, and I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't think it was a bad pick at all for the Giants. I think when you're not picking at the top of the first round, uh, you're not going to get a quarterback like Andrew Luck. Those guys go number one overall. Yeah. A guy, and they, a freak athlete like Cam Newton goes number one overall. So uh, when you're not picking that high and you need a quarterback, you're going to have to accept the fact that there's the, the guy that's going to get to you uh, isn't going to be a flawless, perfect prospect. So from that regard, I didn't have a problem with it if they had the conviction that he can be a franchise quarterback and I think uh, from watching Duke I think a lot of critics uh, of the pick also I wonder how much Duke football they've really watched Uh, well you and I both know they have no offensive linemen they have guys that drop the ball he is not surrounded by a single NFL draft pick on that Duke offense and he was a starter for three years yeah, and I, I think you saw, you know, a lot of things, a lot of traits there uh, where he could be a good pro NFL quarterback. He is an accurate passer. He's very smart. He's really impressive in terms of when he gets under pressure, he knows where all of his receivers are going to be on a single play. Uh, he knows that offense inside and out. David Cutcliffe, uh, the quarterback coach there, gave you know a great mentorship to the Mannings and he did for Jones as well and I think uh, he has the arm strength he's a better athlete than people realize can do some things with his feet extend plays by time pick up some yards on the ground so I don't think it was a bad pick I think that he could end up uh, being a good NFL quarterback and, and you, you have to accept the fact as well that just the price for these guys they rise throughout the draft process. Uh, if you want one, you're going to have to take one probably earlier than you would ideally uh, compared to other players in the draft, but that's just the way the NFL works now. So that opened the door at 15 for the Redskins to take Dwayne Haskins. Now, obviously, I did a Haskins game this year, but Charlie, what did you think of the Haskins pick, especially the placement at 15 for them? Well, I I thought it was a fine pick. I thought that yeah. they got yep. a good value there. I thought that uh, not moving up for him was really excellent for the Redskins in terms of not panicking, uh, you know, and, and bidding against themselves to give away picks that could help their team uh, to move up for them. So I thought you saw some, you know, a lot of traits that illustrate that he could be a good NFL quarterback with a strong, accurate arm and pocket presence and size. Uh, not the most mobile guy, but a lot of NFL, good NFL starters aren't either. So uh, I, I felt that both of those teams came away with guys who could end up being franchise quarterbacks. I didn't have a problem with either of those picks. Uh, I I sense on Walter Football you were, uh, that the organization was not enamored with the Houston Texans in their draft. If so, why? Well, I think they reached on guys around too early uh, for across the board for the most part. Titus Howard, uh, many people thought he should go in the third round, would go in the second round when I spoke to other teams around the league. And the Texans took him in the first round uh, over some offensive tackles that were better prospects. Uh, Howard has more upside and probably better physical skill set, but he played at a smaller level of college. 
uh, and he also is going to be in store for a huge jump in the NFL. They're a team that wants to win now. Uh, so, you know, coming from Alabama State to the NFL, that's going to be quite a daunting task. At the Senior Bowl watching him, he had some rough moments against a better competition. He showed upside. He showed improvement. But he definitely did not look like a guy that was ready to come in and play. Uh, with the beating that Deshaun Watson took last year, they need guys that are more ready to play now. Jadavion Clowney probably his last year with the Texans. J.J. Watt is starting to show some age and wear and tear, all these injuries he's had. Um, so it's kind of in win-now mode. So to take an offensive lineman from Alabama State that really could use a year or two of development doesn't make a lot of sense. And that kind of extends as well to their second-round pick, Max Sharping from Northern Illinois. The cornerback they took from Kentucky was the one that teams targeted in the SEC when they were playing Kentucky. They, they threw more at Lonnie Johnson than they did at Derek Beatty. And that's because Lonnie Johnson has size, speed, great skill set, but he doesn't have good instincts. So uh, to me, I thought the, Redskins, or the Texans really had an underwhelming draft uh, that really doesn't fit the current state of the team and what they're looking to do in 2019. You mentioned the tackle, Charlie. Uh, you, I get the sense the Texans really wanted Dillard, and the Eagles moved up a couple of spots to get him. When you look at Dillard and then you look at Miles Sanders, especially in the second round, how well did the Eagles do? I thought they did really well. I thought uh, Dillard um, is a great fit in their offense in terms of how much they throw the ball, the use of shotgun, what he's coming from in college with Washington State. Uh, the age of Jason Peters. I think that, you know, where they're picking in the first round uh, to come away with the best pass-blocking left tackle in the draft is uh, excellent value for Philadelphia. And and Dillard, as a pass-blocker, is going to really help them to keep Carson Wentz healthy. And I thought Miles Sanders was an excellent pick. They don't need him to be the, the bull horse three-down starter with Jordan Howard coming over from the Bears. Uh, but they can work on his balls of his speed and ability to make things happen in space, the yards after contact that he displays. And in their passing offense, I think the, those two could form a really nice tandem because Sanders showed some really good skill as a receiver, and that's really the part of that Jordan Howard struggles with. So I think they could form a really nice tandem this season, and the Eagles really came away with a with a good pair of draft picks there that are going to help them. The Steelers did something that is very un-Steeler-like. They moved up in the draft. They haven't done that in 15 years, but when they did, they moved up and got Devin Bush. What did you think? Well, I I spoke with teams, and they were trying to move up into the top five even. They spoke to the Jets. They lowballed the Jets on the offer to go up to three, uh, so the Jets turned that down and st- stood pat to take Quinn and Williams. And I was told that if the Jets were willing to take that deal, the Steelers would have taken Devin uh, White, the linebacker, who ended up going fifth overall to the Buccaneers. Um, but I thought either one of those guys would have been a great addition for the Steelers, uh, Bush, 
really gets helps them to get back towards what they had defensively before Ryan Shazier had his injury, uh, just with a fast sideline to sideline linebacker that can do make things happen and pass coverage and the underneath part of the field as well. So uh, it really filled something that they've been missing and, and lacking the past few years. And I think that Bush will, will be able to play quickly for the Steelers and he's going to end up having a really nice career for them. Okay, so let's get to the top of the draft for, for a moment, and that is the Arizona Cardinals. Look, you're going to be in the primo spot. They had a lot of picks, and the Cardinals have a lot of needs. What kind of job did the Cardinals do in filling some of those needs? Well, you know, I, I thought they did pretty well overall in terms of uh, some of the values they got. I thought landing Byron Murphy at the top of the second round was a really nice pick. He easily could have gone uh, late in the top 20, and no one would have batted an eye at it. So to get a good, solid, polished cornerback at 33 uh, that's excellent value for Arizona. And I thought some of the receivers they took uh, were fine. They they look like guys that could fit uh, Cliff Kingsbury's offense, so I can see the fit there. Um, and it's all going to come down to, you know, how, how Kyler Murray does. If he's uh, a giant bust, then these guys who took him are going to end up getting fired. And uh, if he ends up being the, the player they think he can be, then they're going to, you know, end up having a nice run there in Arizona. So uh, they they have to surround him with a better offensive line that, you know, obviously can't really come this year. Uh, they can show improvement over last year, but you wouldn't expect it to be a night and day difference over one of the worst lines in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> so that's something they're going to have to, you know, work towards improving. And then, of course, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, they have a few, you know, draft picks here that look like good scheme fits, uh, but you at some point they're going to have to replace the Hall of Famer, and they got to get David Johnson going again. If he gets going back to his form from a few years ago, that's going to make Murray's job a lot easier. I always have a, a theory on the on the draft in the NBA. If you're a first round pick, you have to play your way out of the league. If you're a second round pick or a free agent, you got to play your way into the league. You know, for the second contract, I'm talking about. To me, in the NFL, if you're rounds one through three, you have to play your way out of the league. But if you're rounds four through seven or an undrafted free agent, you got to play your way into the league to get that second contract. On the third day. Give me a name or two in the third day that you looked at and said, you know what, there's a guy that's going to be able to play their way into the league and get the second contract. Yeah, I thought Julian Love, the cornerback from Notre Dame, going to the Giants in the fourth round was an excellent value. Uh, he, In only three years, he came out early, but he set Notre Dame's school record for passes defense. He just has tremendous ball skills, really instinctive corner. Um, not the biggest or the fastest, but he's a pure football player. So I think he's going to end up being a steal. I think Christian Miller, the linebacker from Alabama that went to Carolina, could end up being a really nice value pick there who has a good pro career. And I would also add in there Riley Ridley, the wide receiver from Georgia who went to the Bears 
I think that's a great fit in terms of scheme. He's an excellent route runner, really polished guy. Uh, I think he'll be a, a really nice player for Chicago. So assuming Mitch Trubisky pans out and can get him the ball. But uh, I think those three really stood out to me as steals on the third day and guys who, uh, who have a chance to really make their GMs look really good. Obviously the quarterbacks are, will be the glamour spot in any year. So this year you had an undersized guy at one, and then you have another quarterback at 15 that has something in common. And what they have in common is is that between 2000 and 2018, only two quarterbacks with one year of experience starting were drafted, Mitchell Trubisky by the Bears and Mark Sanchez out of USC. They're the only two. Everybody else has been like Daniel Jones, multiple years. How important in a copycat league, in your opinion, will be Murray based on size and one year of starting and Haskins based on one year of starting? What will their success or the lack thereof, and uh, what do you think they'll do to uh, future drafts? Yeah, I definitely think it can only help the next gener- next year's players if these guys have success. I think, uh, you know, Bill Parcells had the, the mantra, Steve, of wanting a quarterback to be a three-year starter or have, like, around 30 starts in his college career um, for him to be a candidate for Parcells. And you can understand that. I mean, he wants to see a guy go through the ups and downs, having the team on his back, the the responsibility, uh, the attention, the focus that you know is paid on these starting quarterbacks in college and then in the NFL. So you can understand why the experience factor definitely helps these guys. But we've seen the league evolving and changing. You know, a few years ago, Baker Mayfield. You know, probably would never have been considered to go as high as he did, uh, given his height. Pat Mahomes coming from that offense uh, at Texas Tech, you know, wouldn't have been considered to go that high, even though he had a really good skill set. You know, teams, you know, really held it against uh, these quarterbacks that they were these spread offense guys and you know, gimmick offense college that put up video game numbers um, and everyone was going for that pro-style guy, you know. But now the league has evolved and changed and uh, a quarterback coming from Texas Tech, you know, has uh, just as good a shot of being a first-rounder as someone from, you know, Ohio State or Penn State or Notre Dame or Georgia, you know. So, uh, I think that with with the way the league just is constantly in need of franchise quarterbacks, if these young guys come in the league and have some success in the first few years and they end up showing that you don't have to be a three-year starter in college, that's only going to help the college guys uh, make the jump to the NFL. And I think it's also going to be a, a challenge for some of these college teams to keep some guys, have guys come back and be in danger of losing quarterbacks as well. In fact, this will be the final one because I know you're busy. I want to let you go. But uh, that's one of the reasons why, and I was on Sirius last week and somebody asked me about Trace McSorley, and I said, to me, the fits the Baltimore Ravens because if you're going to play the way the Ravens do, which is a little bit different than everybody else, Lamar Jackson, RG3, you really need three quarterbacks in that spot. 
and stylistically Trace fit that style. Absolutely is, and he's a try-hard guy that uh, that is an overachiever, and you can't rule those guys out. And you know, with their system, just like you said. Uh, you know, and as the teams go to more of that system, I think it's only going to spread around the NFL. The backup quarterbacks are going to become more and more important uh, because you're going to have these guys deal with some injuries from putting them out as runners and having them take that chance. So uh, it's really going to be important for teams to cultivate the backups and have backups that can run the system so you don't have to have two offenses. Coaches hate that. They hate having a mobile quarterback as a starter and then a statue as a backup uh and if the starter gets hurt well there goes half the playbook so that continuity uh really matters to teams then you know i in the practice time too uh you know with the plays for the whole offense so i think that's a great point steve and we're going to see more of it as the years go by Charlie, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time and your analysis. Greatly appreciated. Thanks for having me. Great talking with you. Charlie Campbell, WalterFootball.com. We'll wrap it up in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570 286 5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Our thanks to Charlie Campbell, WalterFootball.com. For analyzing the NFL draft. And our thanks to Adam Purdy. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. We're at Penn's Tavern a week from tomorrow. So come on out and join us. Just come out and join us and just have a meal. Uh, and then uh, we'll have the golf tournament on Wednesday, May 8th. Susquehanna Valley Country Club. First of all, to all of you who have signed up, thanks. You're making a big difference. Helps out the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. And your generosity is going to make a big difference. We're going to have a fun day. It'll be a lot of fun. Tomorrow, Patrick Chambers joins us on the show. There's a lot of news when it comes to college basketball. Uh, Now, the news today, by the way, it looks like Mike Watkins is now trending toward coming back for a fifth year which I mentioned earlier in the show, and then we talked about Regier Bolden's situation earlier uh, as well. The news today, though, out of New York on the trial was not exactly encouraging for Will Wade, the head basketball coach um, at LSU. Uh this was a day where he didn't exactly come out uh, like Gandhi. <laughs> so we'll get more into that tomorrow. Not with Patrick. I mean, you know, Patrick's following the trial like anybody else. But 
This was not a big day for the LSU basketball program on the witness stand. Just like it wasn't a big day on Friday for the Arizona basketball program.